The House on Monday voted to beef up stimulus checks set to go out to American households in the coming weeks from $600 to $2,000. And that's a husky crying over a hot dog. The chamber acted swiftly after President Trump demanded the larger payments last week. But passage of the measure is uncertain because Senate Republicans have not unified behind the idea. On Sunday, Trump signed into law a $900 billion emergency relief package that included $600 checks. His advisors had advocated for those payments, but Trump later called the check size measly and demanded it be increased. After he signed the law, he pledged to continue pushing for the larger payments, something many Democrats also support. 44 Republicans joined the vast majority of Democrats on Monday in approving the bill on a 275-134 vote, narrowly clearing the two-thirds threshold it needed to pass. The measure's fate is much less certain in the Senate, which is controlled by Republicans. Approving stimulus checks of $2,000 would cost $464 billion, the Joint Committee on Taxation said Monday. That would be in addition to the $900 billion package Trump signed into law Sunday. Congressional Republicans had sought to keep the total price tag under $1 trillion, but that was before Trump began a fierce effort in the past week to make the stimulus payments larger. Now, before we continue, right, the thing that always confuses me about this whole trying to pass stimulus bills and all that kind of stuff, right, well, one, if you guys don't remember, it's a 5,000 and something, like 5,513 page, like, paper. Like, 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 almost like stacks of, like, books, pretty much, worth of paperwork. Which, to me, I feel like you could easily write down a stimulus bill on a single piece of paper, right? Like, take it for... An example, right? Let's say that you were going to sign a contract, right? And it's something that's pretty big, right? But let's just say that you want to sign a contract that's for, like, guaranteeing you $100,000 as, like, a payment, right? Well, you wouldn't want something that's, like, 4 to 20 pages, right? You just want it on a single piece of paper. Okay, this is how much I'm going to get paid for this work, and as long as I show up and do this work, I'm going to get paid that $100,000. Sign here, right? That could fit on a single piece of paper. Now, people might try to argue that, you know, there's a lot of different, like, uh, nuances in this whole thing, right? But there's no reason why something should be so complicated that you need 5,000 plus pages on this. Whereas, if you're just trying to get people a check, just write on a single piece of paper, okay... Americans have to fit this criteria to get this check, period, and a story. And I think more people would be more willing to vote on something like that, regardless if it's Republican or Democrat, just because if it's super clear as to, one, where is this money coming from? Because obviously we all know that it's our money and not the government's money. As long as it's clear that this money is coming from us, and that we're literally getting prepaid this, right? Or basically a kickback. Well, not really a kickback, but basically they're stealing our money from the future to pay us in the present, right? The question is, how much are they stealing from our future to pay for our present, right? And are we going to agree to that? 
and just keep it simple, right? Like, there's no need to make things so complicated. One reason for the growing support is the weakening economy. Coupled with the spreading pandemic, which has led to more people seeking unemployment benefits and turning to food banks for help. Now, here's another thing, right? Let's say that you, like, everyone gets the $2,000 checks, right? In a lot of areas, $2,000 wouldn't even cover a month of expenses for a lot of people. And this has been going on for months, okay? Let's just take an example for $600. Let's say that we only get $600. What is that going to actually cover, right? Like the damage has already been done. The lockdowns have already destroyed so many different incomes of so many different people, right? Like $600 is literally nothing if you take into consideration that literally months and months and months of time have like just passed and people can't actually work, right? There's people literally not able to work. So what is $600 going to be able to do for them? Right, because I think, for example, in California, it's almost impossible to even get on unemployment. So they're not even on unemployment, and six hundred dollars is not going to solve any issues for them. That might not even let them get out of California. So it's just, to me, kind of stupid. Like, what is this actually going to do? Like, what is this actually going to help? Because let's also remember that when we got the stimulus checks before, they screwed that up. It was only one check, and they screwed that up. So since Trump first demanded the larger checks on December 22nd, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and other Democrats have tried to push the idea into law. They have ignored his other complaints about the new spending package, however, particularly his calls for reductions in foreign aid and environmental programs. Which, again, I don't understand this, right? You're all for giving people more money, but you don't want to take away the other spending. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, why wouldn't you cut back on other spending so that you can get people more money? Because again, all this is our money. Every single cent of this is our money, our future money, our future kids' money, our future grandkids' money, right? Like, none of this is their money. It's not exactly what we would put on the floor if Republicans were in control, said Republican Tom Reed who supported the larger checks, but I think it recognizes the fact that Pelosi is the speaker and as a Democratic speaker, they're going to have an input as to what the package is going to look like in regards to the terms and conditions of the direct checks. I'm willing to take half a loaf, and I think the president recognizes that. Monday's vote took place after House Republican leaders blocked an attempt last week to pass the larger checks by unanimous consent in the House. The measure now goes to the Senate, and it is uncertain whether Majority Leader Mitch McConnell will move to consider it in the closing days of the current Congress. Some Senate Republicans are supportive of larger checks, though. The idea has been championed by Senator Josh Hawley, and Senator Marco Rubio said he backed larger payments as well. I am concerned about the debt, but working families have been hurt badly by the pandemic, Rubio wrote on Twitter on Monday. This is why I supported 600 direct payments to working families and, if given the chance, will vote to increase the amount. And again, I don't see anything wrong with wanting to give people their own money from the future to pay them now, right? Because, yes, technically, 
if you gave me like a $600 check or $2,000 check, who's really going to complain? Or like, oh no, no, please don't give me $600 or $2,000, right? But the thing is, is this actually going to do anything? Is this actually going to help anyone, right? Because again, keep in mind, I already said this, multiple months has already passed since the previous stimulus check. Right? Do people think that you could just live off of the $1,200 stimulus check from the previous thing for the multiple months and be okay? Again, many people have not been even been able to get onto unemployment. Not to mention, unemployment is running out in a lot of places. So again, what's the point? Like, what is their end goal for this? Is this just something that they're trying to like have an excuse to spend? our future money on a whole bunch of nonsense? Like, is this the whole point of this thing? Because again, I don't see any real reason to do something like this. Still, a number of Republicans have come out against the larger checks. Kevin Brady, the top Republican on the House Ways and Means Committee, said the money would be better used by giving it directly to small businesses to increase hiring. Will this stimulate our local economies? Brady said on the House floor. Not a lot. What we know is that much of this extra money will go to pay down credit card debt or savings or even make new purchases online at Walmart, Best Buy, or Amazon. But Trump's support for the larger checks has only grown each day. In a statement Sunday, Trump said the Senate would start the process for a vote that increases checks to $2,000 repeals liability protections for tech companies, and starts an investigation into voter fraud. McConnell has not signaled precisely what he will do with the measure once it's sent over from the House. A McConnell spokesman declined to comment on Monday. And Senate Minority Leader Charles E. Schumer said Sunday that he would attempt to pass the bill in the Senate himself as soon as Tuesday morning, but any one senator could block the measure from proceeding, and McConnell could seek the package the larger checks with other Trump demands, but that would probably generate Democratic objections and prevent a vote before the new Congress is seated on January 3rd. In March, Congress passed the CARES Act, a $2 trillion measure that included a rent of $1,200 stimulus checks for more than 100 million Americans. The initiative had mixed results, according to several studies, and many people used the money to pay rent or buy groceries, but others saved the money or used it to pay down debt. Congress has designed the stimulus checks so that most people would qualify for them, but not everyone. Americans with income up to $75,000 would qualify for the full amount, but people who earn more would receive smaller checks. And again, what is the point of this? Like, what is the point of the stimulus check? Because regardless of your current situation, how much is this actually going to change your life? Right? Like, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, is this actually going to change your life? Is this going to have any impact on your life? And that's even if they actually correctly give you your check. Because we got to rely on the government actually giving you your check. Singapore-based lending platform VAUD, V-A-U-O-D, raised $2 million, led by Pantera Capital, to grow into a full crypto bank. And other investors include Coinbase Ventures, 
LuneX Ventures and individual investors including Robert Leshner of Compound Finance. Hiring is the focus of the hour in the Indian market. VOD co-founder and CTO Sanju Sani Kurian said in a statement. The company formerly known as Bank of Holders, <laughs> what a name, will use the funds to expand from lending and borrowing to become a holistic banking platform that also includes payments and trading. Vaud also seeks to broaden its presence in Europe and the U.S. We see institutional capital come into the crypto space with the expectation of banking integrations to complement crypto credit offerings, CEO Darshan Bajia said in a statement. The company's immediate aims include implementing an over-the-counter OTC desk, fiat and crypto order books, and debit and credit cards for multiple countries. The goal is for users to do all their banking on a blockchain. Vaud intends to expand licensing across international crypto hubs, including Singapore and the UK, in the next 24 months. Bashia told Coindesk via Telegram his company is also looking at Wyoming following the president precedent of Kraken Financial and Avanti Financial. This comes after a year in which two banking charters were approved by the Wyoming State Banking Board, granting Kraken and Avanti official status as chartered banks in the state. Vaud sees higher demand for banking functionalities for crypto assets. Bashla said most regulators want businesses to first prove they have the governance structure to operate in full compliance. Given how new crypto companies are in general, they urge companies to get lending and money transmission licenses first and wait for a year until we start applying for the banking license, he said. Since his earlier investment of $500,000 from Lunex Ventures and a few angel investors in June, Vaud saw 950% growth according to the company. Bashtia said that is a clear indication that yield products are valued and expected both in the U.S. and abroad. Investor Paul Veradic I don't even know how to pronounce that. Veraditakit almost sounds like a Kit Kat. Partner at Pantera Capital said in a press release his firm is excited about VOD's vision to make cryptocurrencies the preferred instrument of banking by making it simple to use and interoperable with the current banking infrastructure. Netflix co-CEOs Reed Hastings, Hastings and Ted Sarandos will see their 2021 compensation stay unchanged from 2020. The executives are expected to earn $34,650,000 each next year, according to a regulatory filing that was published on December 28th. Hastings' pay is made up of $34 million in stock options and $650,000 in base salary, while Sarandos would take a $20 million base salary and $14,650,000 in stock options. Now, this is pretty interesting, like how they decided to split up their pay, right? Because interesting enough, because I don't know if you know kind of like the tax laws, right? Hastings will actually pay a lot less in taxes compared to Sarandos, regardless of where they actually live. Because since like $34 million is in stock options, he'll probably only pay, I think, around 15% in like his tax rate for that piece of stock when he goes to like sell the stuff for it. And Sarandos, since he's willing to get paid a 20 million 
base salary. I mean, basically that 20 million base salary most likely will turn into immediately like a $10 million salary, right? Whereas the other guy will get like a $350,000 salary, right? So yeah, technically the other person will have more immediate money in the bank account that he could go spend, but he immediately loses $10 million just straight off the bat, which is pretty crazy when you really think about it. Taxes are absolutely nuts. So those numbers are the same as what the company said Hastings and Surrenders will earn in 2020. With so much of their executive compensation locked up in stock options, the final compensation for the company's top executives can vary widely. The company typically reveals the previous year's compensation for senior executives in its proxy filing in April. In April of 2020, Netflix disclosed that Hastings earned $38.6 million in fiscal 2019, and Sarandos eared $34.7 million. This will be the first full year that Sarandos will serve as a co-CEO alongside Netflix founder Hastings. The chief content officer was up to the role over the summer. CFO Spencer Newman, who's hiring from Activision in late 2019, is now the subject of a lawsuit, is set to make $11,550,000 in 2021, comprised of $6 million in salary and $5,550,000 in stock options. Chief Product Officer Greg Peters will earn $12 million in salary and $6.9 million in stock options, while Chief Legal Officer and Secretary David Hyman will earn a $4.725 million salary and the same amount in stock options. Like, imagine if, like, if you're watching this, like, imagine if you got paid this amount every year, right? For, like, 10 years. Like, this is crazy amounts of money for people, right? Now, this is nothing compared to, like, Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos or, you know, uh, Bill Gates. But at the same time, this is still a lot of money, right? This is still a lot of money to be making in stock and then also just in clear pay. Because... Let's not forget, if Netflix increases in value over the next few years, this amount of money that they're actually getting paid might double, might triple, might quadruple, depending on their stock price. So it's pretty crazy when you really think about it. So Netflix, which has 197 million subscribers, has seen its stock buoyed this year amid the global pandemic as it benefits from the continued shift to streaming. Shares are up over 63% for the year. So if this keeps up, right, if we get another, you know, strain of COVID, guess what? They're going to be making a crazy amount more money without even really doing anything. More than 190,000 ceiling fans sold at Home Depot are being recalled after reports that the blades fell off while spinning, hitting people, and causing property damage. Can you imagine just like you see like your little ceiling fan and like the middle of your living room just start like basically having the blades fly over everywhere and just like literally decapitate you like jesus the hampton bay mara indoor and outdoor ceiling fans were sold this year between april and october at home depot stores and via its website they include fans that are matte white matte black black and polished nickel they also come with a white color changing led light and remote control 
About 182,000 of them were sold in the U.S. and 8,800 were sold in Canada. The Consumer Product Safety Commission said owners of the fans should stop using them immediately and inspect them for blades that aren't secure. If consumers observe blade movement or uneven gaps between the blades and fan body or movement of the clip during inspection, consumers should immediately contact King of Fans for a free replacement ceiling fan, the CPSC said. The company has received 47 reports of blade detachments, including two reports of the blade hitting someone and four reports of the blade causing property damage. I would say that's actually pretty lucky because, I mean, out of 109, imagine if like 10,000 of these fans basically exploded. Like, it would been crazy. King of Fans, which makes the ceiling fans, said it will place any of the photo ones for free. Which, you know, I don't know if you'd want to have the same company making the same fan. The Federal Aviation Administration, the FAA, is slated to issue new guidance allowing operators of drones to fly them at night and over human beings who are not operating them, the department said Monday. The new rules, which will be written into the Federal Register in January and will take effect 60 days later, will address security concerns regarding identification of the flying systems remotely from the ground. Reuters reported calling the move a major step toward expanded commercial deliveries. Now, to me, I see some issues with this because whenever there's a good thing, there's also a bad thing. I mean, based off just human nature. So you can see how people might use this to do things with drones that they shouldn't be because i mean people end up stalking people without drones this will probably kind of allow people to stalk people a little bit easier which is kind of troubling like i mean like i can see a lot of issues with this right so the new rules make way for the further integration of drones into our airspace by addressing safety and security concerns faa administrator steve Dickinson said, They get us closer to the day when we will more routinely see drone operations such as the delivery of packages. Reuters reported that manufacturers of drones will have 18 months to begin making drones with remote ID systems and that operators will have an additional year to acquire them. Drone operators are currently required to obtain a waiver if they want to fly one at night or over people not involved in the operation of the drone. There are currently an estimated 1.7 million drones registered with the federal government. Several major companies, such as Amazon, have already tested delivery service using unmanned aerial vehicles. Again, I just see some issues with this. People are probably going to abuse the system to do some weird stuff. And again, there's no guarantee that these companies aren't going to use them to spy on you. Right? Like, what's to stop them? Check out 40inbox.com to master your money, personal finance lessons and courses, and do you want to make money online? Learn the four steps to make money online in the description of this episode. Get a free stock worth up to $500 by joining Robinhood and linking a bank account, and automate your investing with Acorns down in the description below.